0: welcome to the midman podcast a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice i'm jesse arnoldson and i'm jay holmes through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry we help uncover resources tools and ideas to help you level up thanks for tuning in
1: and we hope you enjoyed today's program
0: Hey everyone, Jay here with the MedMan Podcast. Today we'll be chatting with Amber Pedersen, a regional operating officer with MedMan. In part one of this interview, we talked about self-policing and how what an impact it could have on your practice. Now we're gonna get into part two where we learn a little bit about one of Amber's failures, knowing it all and not understanding the full perspective of the decisions or issues. Amber, thanks again for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me back.
0: Now we know this industry can be really demanding, especially in these times, how do you keep your flame lit? How do you keep going?
1: I'm a competitive person. And so I don't like to lose and it's constantly challenged me. There's always something new, always something new to learn. And I don't feel that you've ever won. And so that competitiveness keeps
0: me going. So, you know, the first episode was about a success and this episode's about the failure or misstep. And I think oftentimes we've learned a lot more from the things that we don't get right. Tell us about a time where things didn't go so well. What happened and, and what did you learn most from it?
1: It's hard to say a time, Jay, because you know what? I think it's every day that
0: I have a misstep <laughs> or a
1: failure. And I'm like, oh my God, did I really do that again? Um, So, yeah, so I've had a lot of missteps, but I think one of the ones I look back on my career and as I am mentoring these new healthcare clinicians, leaders, you name it, because now I'm the oldest in the clinic or the position where I used to be the youngest, is when I came out of school, I had this thing where I was a know-it-all. I really was. I was arrogant. I mean, I was everything that people stigmatize new MBA brads to be. And so, you know, I thought I fully understood it. I went back East and got my MBA. And so coming out West, I was like, you guys don't know anything. And really, pretty much I was the one that didn't know anything. And so I look back and I reflect a lot on it and think, oh, why did you do that? That was just rude. That was just not smart. And so... What have I learned or where has it taken me? And it's really about reflection. And we're all going to make mistakes, whether we've been in this 100 years or it's our first day. Mistakes happen. And so it's the ability to admit that you made a mistake and the ability to admit you don't know everything and really stopping and thinking about, you know, the issue at hand and the other perspectives. We all have opinions. And as you know, right now in the landscape of politics and the election, everybody has very strong opinion, but truly trying to understand why they have those opinions helps me make better decisions.
0: Excellent. You know, I don't think that there's better advice than that. There's, um, back when I started my career in public accounting, someone showed me this graphic and it was basically kind of the professional's kind of learning curve in their perception of it in the beginning you know, think about a, a, a sloped line that goes from low to high over time. And, you know, when you don't know anything in the beginning, you think you know everything. And then by the end of your career, when you actually do know a lot, you think you know nothing just because of that pain <laughs> that you've gone through. And it's pretty funny how, how that flip flops, but certainly it's true and um, good perspective there. So what kind of things do you do to help kind of offset that? Is there anything that is, how do we say this kind of, you know, is there anything formality or or steps that you go through to try to get yourself to think, think differently or better?
1: Yeah. So I am a very hands-on person. I love getting in doing patient care. So I have to laugh because we all, especially the clinicians and clinical staff laugh and say, Oh, administration doesn't know what they're talking about. And so I had one of those, this year through COVID when I was trying to keep everybody safe and do all the PPEs. And, you know, just one of those quick decisions, it was funny. I said, okay, we're going to be really close to these patients when we're drawing blood. So make sure we're wearing masks and um, eye protection. And this wasn't a time where patients weren't required to wear masks yet. So I was walking around after I made this and everybody's like, I could tell by looking at them. They're like, Oh boy, this is just one of those things that she has no idea what she's talking about. (laughs) And I, walked around and I was like, Why aren't you wearing eye protection? And so I had to then they called me in and said, Hey, can you start an IV? I'm pretty sure it was so that I would try the eye protection. And so I got down to put my eye protection on and I couldn't see a thing. Our cheap eye protection fogged up every single time. And so <laughs> I'm like, Okay, I see why we're not wearing it. Uh, we can't see anything and let's throw that idea out the door. So those are the things where I make bad decisions because I wasn't in their shoes or I didn't have a full perspective. And so it's like, okay, we got to rethink this. I still got to keep you safe, that type of stuff. So maybe we have the patient put a mask on when we're this close doing blood draws, that type of stuff. Or we have to buy better eye protection that doesn't fog up. So that was just one of those things. And I think the other thing about it is that by me saying, oh, that was one of Amber's bad ideas, let's chalk it up and rethink this. You build that trust with the staff that, okay, she really does want to make our jobs better, patient care better.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, kind of relating that back to Medman here, you know, one of our values is confident humility. And I think that certainly shines there where, you know, we have, you know, we have to be confident in the roles that that we play. But at the same time, we have to show humility in the sense that, you know, we, we do make bad decisions. And it's not because the intent's bad. It's just you can't know everything and you can't know the outcome of everything before you make it. And so having that process to reflect and jump in their shoes. And it kind of goes back to that first episode where, where you mentioned walking around or having an issue and then staff saying, well, I didn't talk to them. I didn't ask why. And it's really going back and saying, okay, well, you're certainly not doing what we expect, but rather than making assumptions, you got to stop and say, well, why? And in this case, certainly it's, well, how do I do my job if I can't see? that's certainly not defiance. That's you know, that's at a great patient care. And so we often don't take the time to slow down and ask those, those questions because yeah. there's always another side. There's always a reason for someone to do it. And most people are, they're aligned and they want the best. They're just, their lens is different.
1: Right. It goes back to, I was in a clinic one time and the business office manager said the front desk can't get anything right. They can't enter a single thing. Right. And I said, What do you mean? They're very nice people. They seem very confident when I talk to them. She goes, I'm always getting errors. And I was like, Okay, well, let's find out why we got errors. So I walked out there and I'm like, And I was very honest. I'm always very honest <laughs> to a fault. And I said, Business manager doesn't think you guys know how to do your job. <laughs> why, why, why do you have so many errors? And they're like, Well, let me show you what we have to do. They had to type a phone number into two systems three times without seeing that phone number or copy and pasting. Like the odds are you're going to make a mistake on one of them. Mm-hmm. So why are we making these people do this? Secondly, by the time they got to the third time of entering this phone number for a patient, they
0: skipped it. <laughs>
1: and so it wasn't that they were bad people or they were not competent in their job. We just set up a process that was horrible.
0: Right. yeah, the, the process enabled that. And yeah, and, that, and that's the farther you get from, the actual action, you know, what oftentimes we make decisions in our office or or wherever decisions get made in the boardroom that, that really don't have applicable or, you know, just kind of boots on the ground understanding. And yeah. What a silly thing. So what happened there? Finish that story. Was there light at the end of the tunnel?
1: There was. And so I went back to the billing manager and I said, I'm pretty confident that you could get this right either. So come with me. And we walked out there and I said, these are the things that they have to do. And she's like, well, why are they doing all that? And I said, because here's the five memos that you guys posted over six months. Oh, well, we don't need phone numbers in all those places. Mm -hmm. We just need it here and here. Okay. That would have been really helpful for these poor people that were sitting out there. So I think, and this goes back to self-policing, the staff didn't have the confidence to push the timeout button or the stop button to say, this is silly. Why am I answering the phone number this many times? Please, someone tell me the purpose of this, because I don't understand it, but they didn't have the confidence. They were just doing what they were told. And so by having, you know, part of that self-policing that we talked about in the other episode, the staff had the confidence to come back and tell me that was a really bad idea. This doesn't work for us. We tried it. What can we do different? And so critically thinking through those processes helps that process. So they went six, seven months without the staff speaking up and saying this.
0: Yeah. That happens all the time you know, we do things just because the last person did it or the last person did it. And there's never any assessment of why, why are we doing all this stuff? And ultimately, what value is being created in this organization? It reminds me of a pretty amazing book that kind of speaks on that is a book called Brave New Work. Check it out if you want to, but it's, it certainly looks into inefficiencies in organizations and, and how your operating system can make, can save so much time and ultimately get people aligned and motivated.
1: Yeah. Right, so, so, so one other thing to this point is and I was early in my career, I had one of probably the best nursing managers in her office was in another building. But this organization made all their managers once a month at least work one shift as the manager, as the unit director. And so they had that opportunity to really see the consequences of their decisions in that. And so I think I have carried that on and I make my managers, even myself, so do these things that I'm making these people do.
0: Yeah, that's a great tip. And I think there's so much, there's so much to get out of it, not only seeing your decisions play out in real life, but also just the respect from the staff to say that, hey, you know, you can do it too and you can relate to me better. That's a great idea. Yeah. Thank you, Amber, for hanging out with all of us. It certainly was a pleasure.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for tuning into the MedMan podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at MedMan.com.